Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning we're going to be having a very interesting conversation with Spotlight PA as I uh, sit down and talk with Angela Columbus and Min Xian, who have who are reporters for the Spotlight. We're going to do that after we return. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning I'm sitting down with Spotlight PA for what will be a very interesting conversation. And on the line with me right now is a reporter, Angela Columbus. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for making time for us. I know uh, Spotlight PA is very busy. I know you're very busy. Um, I know you report on many things across the Commonwealth. Uh, someone who's worked in politics and politics in Pennsylvania, uh, quite frankly, when Spotlight shows up, it's a really interesting story. Yes, it can be. Um, and we have definitely been uh, following this story very closely. Um, just a little bit about me. I have uh, been writing about politics and government uh, for many, many years. Uh, I started out covering very small towns in uh, southern New Jersey, uh, moved on to cover City Hall in Philadelphia, the State House uh, in Trenton, and uh, since uh, late 2005, I've been in the State House in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, that's quite the background. I know I've read different articles from you over the years. Uh, one that caught my attention was when the spotlight dug deep into the Pennsylvania legislature and their uh, spending of campaign funds. Uh, that was a massive story yeah. for our state. Um, I guess where I'm going with this is like you are used to being in the big arenas. Um, and when spotlight does their work, uh, they really do put that word to use. You really do shine, without being cliche, shine the spotlight on maybe some of the deeper parts of the story, right? Am I? Yes. So we uh, try to do both accountability and investigative work. Uh, that is our hallmark. We do also cover the, you know, some of the day-to-day -day happenings in Harrisburg, but all, always with an eye toward government accountability, and that is, um, I know, a very often used phrase uh, mm. in journalism circles, but it is absolutely necessary, particularly as, you know, the news industry shrinks, um, particularly at the very local level. Um, we kind of see ourselves as, as, you know, having the time and the resources to dig deep into stories that... Um, you know, other news organizations may not have the, uh, the time or the resources to do. Yes, and so I guess with that, we'll just jump right into it. Like, mm -hmm. how did Spotlight, all of a sudden Spotlight showed up in small town Dubois, PA? I mean, I've lived all over the right. country, and I've lived in D.C. I've right. 
have the pleasure of living there. It's just a totally different uh, market, as you can imagine, but so is Harrisburg and Philadelphia. I mean, you were in Philadelphia City Hall, but Spotlight did show up here. They showed up for a city council meeting and they wrote a couple of articles. So, uh, yes. So I first really came to know about uh, Du Bois in the surrounding area um, because in the State House, uh, the most, uh, probably the top Republican, arguably the top Republican in the State House for many, many years, was Joe Scarnati. He was a senator from, you know, representing um, that that area and from that very close to to Du Bois. Uh, and so Du Bois really first came to me. Uh, I became more familiar with it through that. Um, and then, obviously, when the the senator decided that he was going to uh, re- retire from the state house, um, I became very aware of Herm Suplicio because he was the handpicked successor uh, to Joe Scarnati. And so that is where my you know sort of familiarity with the the whole area began, um, but really, Michael, uh, when I read uh, the uh, press release about, because initially it was just a press release about the charges against Herm Suplicio, I mean, I was gobsmacked by it because of the sheer amount of money involved uh, and it, the, also the idea that that kind of alleged theft Right, we do live in a country where uh, there is a presumption of innocence. So I say that alleged theft would have occurred, could have occurred in a place that is so small, and you would think would have a you know a a better sense of money coming in and out of city coffers. Yeah, I think I think that is uh, a really great synopsis of the situation. And, of course, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, But it does seem that, at a minimum, mismanagement is uh, what you just described, right? So it seems that nobody has their arms wrapped fully around how much money comes in and comes out. Um, But at the same time, I think... Spotlight has shown something else, and it's something that I uh, was recently asked about, um, and that is that, unfortunately, it seems like we the people, and I blame Michael Clement as well, we don't really truly pay attention to local government, do we, if we're being honest? I think it really depends, right? When I... um we used to joke, I used to work for the Philadelphia Inquirer, we used to joke that everybody paid attention to Philadelphia City Council and nobody paid attention to what was happening in state government. So I think it really depends, but there, you know, there are a couple of things that can really help uh, to keep citizens informed of what's happening, and that is the presence of local media, which unfortunately, you know, across the country is... Um, you know, you're seeing these local smaller papers shut down for lack of money and lack of resources. Uh, it's, it's, it's an industry-wide problem. So if, you know, if there is robust coverage of local happenings, I think that helps to engage citizens. But who may not have the time to come to these city council meetings and really listen very closely. Right, because uh, they are at odd times. Yeah. They are, you know, we all have busy lives, and then city council's at like sure. 6 p.m. And actually, a work sessions in Dubois, PA, came up at a meeting, like, why do we schedule it at 4 p.m.? We know why, because city government closes at 4, but 
you know, 4 p.m., most uh, Americans are at work. And so it makes That's it difficult true. to and, attend. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And, you know, things like uh, posting, uh, you know, agendas online and, and, you know, meeting minutes and making uh, meetings available online through live streams are really important to keep citizens engaged. Yes, they are. And I should note that uh, the one good thing that came out of all of this and uh, was that Mayor Walsh and uh, Acting City Manager Chris Nasuti did make the meetings uh, available online, and now they've begun posting pretty much everything that we've asked them to, which is good. That's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Transparency is a beautiful thing when it comes to government. Yes, it is. And so let me ask you this. Is there, I know you cover, you've seen different parts of this story. Anything that's right. most fascinating to you at the moment that sticks out to Angela Columbus? Uh, the whole thing does, but really what uh, caught me off guard and left me completely sort of speechless um, <laughs> and with my eyes wide was the uh, idea that a bag of cash was dropped off at City Hall um, by the city solicitor, and that really there have been very few answers around that. I can tell you, as having covered many corruption scandals, uh, potential corruption scandals, and, and so forth, um, there is a tremendous amount of pressure on public officials when something like that happens to explain that type of, um, you know, that type of behavior. Uh, I think to me what has been most surprising is that, you know, this bag of cash was founded or was found as far as I, I know in, in late March and uh, was delivered in early May and here we are the last day of August and we still don't know what this is all about. And, you know, if I'm a journalist and I'm covering that town very closely, I mean, my first move would be every single day to make the phone call to that person and ask them what happened with that and right. why did it happen? Because citizens want to know. It's, it's so highly unusual, particularly because you're talking about cash. It really is highly unusual. Just a couple of notes, uh, thoughts. We, you know, we did get a voicemail about that money. Uh, that voicemail doesn't make a lot of sense if you follow the timeline. But then, uh, to your point, no one wants to really give an answer. I've asked attorneys, different attorneys, after they've listened to the voicemail, they say it's a real problem for the solicitor and it's a real problem for the city. Um, so I think you're right, Angela. It uh, definitely deserves answers. Uh, we still haven't gotten them, but we'll continue to do that. I know Spotlight will continue to uh, look deeply. Um, what we're going to do, Angela, is we're going to take a break, but I want to thank you for making your time available to us and giving us your insights. We're going to bring on your colleague, and unfortunately, I can only bring on one at a time this morning, so we won't get to follow up with you again, but we really do appreciate your time, and we'll have you on again. Thank you very much. Thank you, Angela. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. 
Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at BaseballHall.org. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. We're having a great conversation with Spotlight PA. Uh, earlier, you heard uh, reporter Angela Columbus. And now on the line live with me is reporter Min Jian. Min, good morning and welcome to Contact. Good morning, Michael. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you both. Uh, we just really appreciate you guys both making time for us. We know you're extremely busy. Um, we've heard from Angela, and so I'll kind of uh, do kind of the same interview with you, if you don't mind. Uh, who is Min Xian? Um, I have been covering local government for Spotlight PA since I joined last July as we opened up the new State College Bureau. So, but like PA has been done doing great work for the state government, but um, I was given a chance to help develop a local government beat when I joined about a year ago. And it has been quite a challenge. Um, as, as you can tell, I am trying my best to follow uh, what's happening in Du Bois. There's certainly a lot to learn in the process. And um, last year I did an investigation for Tioga Borough, which is in the uh, in Tioga County, about just the governance in there after they hired the police officer who um, killed Tamir Rice. So it's been it's been a lot of fun, um, just at least for me, learning about how local government works and when they don't um, in Pennsylvania. Yes, and as I was talking with your colleague, I mean that's really what Spotlight's known for, right? They put their actions into that word they literally shine the spotlight on the deeper story if you will right so you went to Tioga County I imagine you interviewed people and really tried to dig below the surface as to what was happening there yeah and I think um, a key element in the kind of investigative journalism that we do is time um, and we have the the opportunity to spend time um, in finding out really the detailed information, talk with everybody um, as much as possible. So that gives us, the reporters, a lot of freedom to really dig deep. So that is one thing that Spotlight PA is really, um, I'm thankful for, for, the, for the newsroom. Yeah, for, I would say that is true. And I, Angela, I thought made some great points about the fact that the industry is changing, um, maybe less money out there to hire more people to actually dig deeper. But it seems to me the Spotlight is committed to uh, digging deeper. And I should mention to our listeners, Spotlight is a nonprofit, and uh, I'm proud to say that I've donated to them. I donate to Spotlight uh, because of the work that they do. And as I told Angela, I work in politics, and so... 
Pennsylvania politics is very interesting at times, and uh, I always get really great information from Spotlight when, because when they show up, it's a very serious article. We definitely appreciate your support. Yeah, well, I also like to just be transparent and let my listeners know, right? I think that's very important. Uh, I tell them anytime I donate to somebody or something, um, but that's not why you came on my show. My uh, donation isn't that big that it would make any difference, <laughs> quite frankly. But you have been to Dubois, and you have written a few articles about here. Um, what stands out to you as a reporter in this story? Like, what really catches your attention? Um, I think Angela mentioned, you know, their, their, the cash delivery has been really surprising for us to learn about and report on. But I would also say just going back to um, the origin of all the this now situation that we have is, is the arrest of um, suspended city manager, so please. One of the things that um, still to this day remains kind of a big mystery is the secrecy surrounding the case itself. Um, when I first emailed the attorney general asking them to provide me with the underlining document um, following the press release that came out March 20th, I was given incomplete information. So I didn't get the affidavit of probable cause after like PA insisted on seeing them and that was unusual and recently we and other three other news organizations petitioned the court in Allegheny County um, to unseal the presentment which is the underlining charging documents in the criminal case against Mr. Suplicio. So that level of secrecy among all the other unusual things Hmm. Are really, it's really still highly. Yeah, it is baffling, and there seems to be a lot of secrecy around it, both at the local level here in Dubois. For instance, we can't still get a complete right to knows, but then you go to the state level, and there seems to be some secrecy around it. I've asked attorneys, uh, I, I don't want you to speculate too much, but. Have you been given any theories? I know I've been given a theory that suggests that maybe there was a parallel investigation or a parallel grand jury to this situation. There could be other people mentioned that they're just holding on to as the investigation continues because we do know it's continuing. Like There are court cases, but it's still ongoing. We know that new charges are indeed coming. Um, our local magistrate... Uh, recused himself and that put the AG in a spot where they have to go find another magistrate. I'm just curious if there's anything you could tell us about that or what you think about that. Yeah, I think all the things that you have mentioned are possible, right? Possibilities of why we are facing this level of secrecy. Um, For me, I think the thing that I learned about sealing and unsealing in courts is that we should at least be able to ask for a reason, right. um, and we don't we don't have that right now. No, but I do love that about Spotlight. They um, they're almost like uh, you know the dog with the bone who won't let it go, or the child who won't give back the toy that they're supposed to. Spotlight does such a great job that they they will 
you all will continue to dig and dig and dig until somebody just says, here it is, or absolutely you can't have it, right? I mean, that's what you guys do. That's, that's, that's the least we can do. Um, and I think, yeah, sometimes no comment is a response as well. I guess you can say that. Um, sure. And our hope is to find out more. So we're in the process of doing that. Yes. And so I... Um I think it's really important, and I think it's important how Spotlight goes about uh, digging for the truth, if you will. And I agree with you. Uh, no comment is certainly an appropriate answer at times. Um, I also wanted to get your opinion. I'm pretty sure I saw you in Clearfield yesterday for a court case. Um, to my listeners, I'm certainly a plaintiff in that case, so I'm probably biased in asking you, but what did you see from your opinion in that courtroom? I know it was an odd, it was an odd situation because Judge Ammerman was going on vacation and they could only get through so many questions, but what was your, uh, what, what do you think about what happened yesterday? I think I, I think my my personal takeaway is just um, this sort of feeling of overwhelm, um, overwhelmed by the complexity of the situation, um, the complexity of the various different lawsuits that we're seeing now. There's the criminal case. <clears throat> excuse me. There's the lawsuit uh, from Sandy Township regarding the consolidation. And now, of course, there's the citizen petition about um, the negotiation of the buyout for Mr. Suplicio. And they are now just kind of intertwined in a sense. And I think Judge Armament acknowledged that yesterday because he, he is the presiding judge for both of the civil cases. Um, so I think on my part, it's just I am very curious to see how the cases will develop and how in any way at all they might be influencing each other. Yes, I was uh, struck by that same thought, like, wow, for Judge Ammerman, this has to be difficult because you saw a collision, really, of all three cases, right, that you described? Even though that this case yesterday was simply about an injunction to uh, request the courts to put an emergency injunction in place to prevent a buyout, uh, Judge Ammerman did grant that, and he's keeping that injunction in place. So at some level, like... There may have been a letdown for people in the courtroom, but it was a win for the plaintiffs that this injunction uh, stays in place. And I'm just talking about that case specifically. And I will add to that another thing that really struck me as I sat in the courtroom yesterday was that the civil lawsuit was brought by citizens, including yourself. Um, and that is another kind of uh, ways that I am seeing how the Dubois citizens, the community here, are really paying attention. And, you know, the city council meetings that I have been to, they are very lively. People want answers. People want to communicate with city council to, to push them to find accountability. And, and that is, I, I assume, has been a huge change in Dubois. People are getting more involved they're more engaged, and, and that is just something to behold for me. Yes, absolutely, and I really appreciate that comment because uh, it is important that people get involved, uh, men, and start attending those meetings and take action. And quite frankly, I'm proud to be one of the people who put their names on this uh, 
injunction suit because uh, we need to stand up for our small towns and cities and say enough is enough. Uh, with that, man, uh, we have about less than a minute left, but I wanted to give you an opportunity. Where do our listeners go if they want to hear about Spotlight? How do they, uh, I believe it's spotlightpa.org. That's right, and we're independent. Um, we just became independent recently. It's very exciting. You can see all of our journalism for free um, on spotlightpa.org. There's no paywall. There's no um, sign-in necessary. We, of course, appreciate um, if you subscribe to our newsletters, um, if you support us financially, that would be great. We also produce our journalism for uh, share our journalism at no cost with more than 90-some local newsrooms across Pennsylvania because we're, we feel like it's very important that yes. people can see Excellent. our work everywhere they can go. Excellent. And I want to thank you and Angela so much for being on Spotlight PA. Have a wonderful day, everyone.